Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to a very special holiday edition of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. Absolutely delighted to be here with you. And before we get to the episode, a quick thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. Just delighted to be able to put together a special edition Med Lasso episode right up front. There are no spoilers in this episode, so if you have not watched Ted Lasso, welcome. You're going to have a great time. This is me, Syed. And our very special guest, Dr. Nicole Cusine, getting amongst it, just kind of creating some space around the TV show that we love so much and having a little bit of fun on a day and in a time where we know a lot of people are struggling and it's tough out there right now. The goal here, a few minutes of fun, a few minutes to smile, a little bit of time to reflect, a couple of fun questions if you want to reply on social media. I'm on Twitter at ETS Show. Put a hashtag MedLasso on your reply so we can all engage, but you'll see them. You can email me anytime, Mark, at explorethespaceshow.com. You can find me on Instagram at explorethespaceshow. The whole archive of Med Lasso and, of course, Explore the Space podcast is at www.explorethespaceshow.com as well. Please do leave us a rating and a review if you get the chance. That really helps us out. Hope you all are having an okay day, if not a good day. There's a lot going on right now. Everyone's being pulled in a lot of different directions. We're dealing with a tremendous number of things. And it's just a privilege to be able to share a little something with you. Hope it makes you smile. Delighted to be able to do this also on Syed's birthday. Happy birthday, partner. Anyway, let's get amongst it, everybody. Special Med Lasso Holiday Edition. Enjoy. Syed, we're back for a surprise episode, a surprise holiday edition of Med Lasso. Welcome, my friend. It's so good to be here. This is so awesome. I'm pumped. I've been literally looking forward to this as much as any other aspect of the holidays. When I texted you the other day to say, should we, should we do this? I don't think I was done hitting send when you were already replying yes. <laughs> I needed this, man. I really did with everything that's going on. I think, I think Med Lasso is here to save the day. And no better guest for us to have no better guest than the Ted Lasso biscuit champion, the premium earring wear and the best Roy Kent impressionista. Nicole, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. What a treat. This is great. We're going to spend a little time together. This is obviously going to come out on Christmas Day. So if you're listening on Christmas Day, this is just a little hat tip from Med Lasso from three doctors who don't celebrate Christmas, but who wade through the holiday season together alongside everyone. And I just think Let's just start from the place of acknowledging this is a very strange holiday season, and I think the spectrum of experience over the last weeks for all of us, some of it's been great, 
Some of it's been really horrible and some people are probably having a lovely day and some people may be having a tough day. Mm. So let's spend a little fun time together. Let's try to make this lively and give people a little cheer. What does that sound like to you? Boy, sounds great. <laughs> I, I know your your listeners can't hear this, Mark, but this entire episode is inclination. As it should be, as it should be. <laughs> I, I, I did. So you're referencing, obviously, the the special edition claymation Ted Lasso holiday thing that they dropped. And we also rewatched episode four of season two, which was a Christmas special. Did you notice the linkage between the credits at the beginning, the, the title credits? It was in claymation. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. I did not like the reference of a mustache as a snot mop. That's gross. <laughs> that was a great line, though. She nailed that. One. <laughs> she completely nailed it. I grew a mustache for the first time in my life for Halloween so I could be Ted Lasso. Amazing. Had I known it might be referred to as a snot mop, I might have opted out. Let's get started. We get to kick it off with a, a there's a great actor that I love. And he hasn't come up on this show very much. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Sherlock. He's in the new Jane Campion movie. There is a character in the, on the team. Nicole, where, first of all, Nicole, you're familiar with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? I, I am. I have a running joke with my parents who, bless them, I adore my parents. They are not engaged in the world of pop culture as I am. And... We have a running joke. The first time they heard of him and, and wanted to ask me about him, they called my mom called him Batchy DeBaccio. Oh, so face. <laughs> totally. So he is forever known as Batchy De, Batchy DeBaccio in the Shapiro household. Outstanding. They you see the team names on the locker room wall, right? Syed, you've seen this. You've seen the names. There's Bumbercatch. And we actually met Bumbercatch in this episode. He gave somebody the knitted. Oh, he gave one of the players the knitted scarf because he didn't do it right. But he calls him Bumbercatch. Is this a reference, Nicole, to Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, um, that is an interesting question. I don't know if the, the Ted Lasso crew has a particular affinity for his work. Are they like okay. fans of Doctor Strange? Like, I don't uh, know. The only thing that I could think of is that on the show Sherlock, he does wear a scarf rather prominently and he even mm. like snaps it a couple times. Nothing on the show is an accident. So I'm going to say that's, it's a Benedict good. Cumberbatch homage. I'm going to go with Syed, that. Syed, you don't look so pleased. Uh, you don't like this one. This no, is no, a stretch. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, th I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch. And uh, I also think that with, with Tom Selleck's mention, we have the potential for some a-list cameos next season. <laughs> There's a precedent. Remember when he was the he was the cameo as Monica's boyfriend on Friends? Yeah, that was day. a good role. Oh yeah, that was a big deal when Tom Selleck strode into the into the room there. Oh, you was, know, he could definitely role. play like another like Midwest American coming out for some uh, some football in in the UK. That might be interesting. Or a flashback as Ted's dad, perhaps. <gasps> oh shit. Shoot, look at that. Right? That's serious. The original mustache. The ori Is there a more famous mustache in television history than Tom Selleck's? That's I mean, he also mentioned question. Burt Reynolds, right? So. Oh, but uh, I said television history. Okay. Well, Burt Reynolds yeah, is more movie history. Cannonball Run. I mean, but, but fair point. All right. Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck. What are the rest but, of but the, the Magnum mustache, yeah, is, I mean, is legend. 
It's a big one. It had its own character credit. It, it should. Facial hair top five. Mr. T. Oh. Ted Lasso. Um, the villain in Superman 2 with the, <laughs> the skinny, the skinny one, the skinny goatee. <laughs> Give me some more for our for our facial uh, hair top five. Facial hair top five. Tom Selleck with Magnum PI for sure. I mean, that that is the best, really. It really is. Oh, I mean, I can't think of a better mustache than that. Well, we're doing a top five, though. This is There's going to be a lot of lists in this episode because I want people who are listening, whether you're on call or whatever the case may be, to like uh, engage here, you know, okay. jump in, get in the pool. Please I mean, do. I want to say Syed has apex facial hair, but this is audio only. <laughs> right. They'll doesn't. never know. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know what we know. That's true. Nothing. Should we move on? All right. Uh, on. Well, I, I would put for movies. There's some quality beards out there. Oh, clever! I mean, really? John yeah. Wick has a perfectly maintained beard. John Wick. The part four is part. Yeah, part four is coming. Um, and Keanu Reeves is anyway. We're getting a little far afield. Let's let's bring it back. I want to. I do want to spend a time. There's an important I mean, question beard that always gets asked. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say when I said clever. I was like, well, yeah. I mean. He's a kind of, coach. That's right. <laughs> We're on the, the most the most important question of the holidays, and it comes up on Ted Lasso a little bit, and it's my favorite thing to do, which are the pop culture references, is they do reference some holiday movies. So Nicole, you first. What are for you acknowledging that you are gonna get hammered on social media no matter what you say? Oh, no. What are your favorite holiday movies? Oh. I mean when people say holiday movies, I think of Christmas movies because as a Jew, we don't get a ton of Hanukkah movies. We don't get a lot of Hanukkah like, movies. You know, and and I go um, A Christmas Story, Die Hard, and It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, fair. Syed, for you, holiday movies. Mine would probably be the same as Nicole's. I would add recently Elf to the list. Um, that one became an instant classic very quickly for me. I would go with Elf. I would go with Die Hard. I would go with an episode of a TV show, if you guys will approve that from the committee. Hmm. Did you guys ever watch Gavin and Stacey? I don't think so. It's an English show. It was James Corden's first like major oh, role. I do love him. They did like three seasons, and in the first season, there's a Christmas episode. And it is we watch it every year now because it's really, really great. That's nice. Yeah. But, I mean, Die Hard's good. Um a Christmas story makes me sad. Mm, tell me more. I don't want to. I'm going to get sad now. And I don't want to. I'm already bummed out doing this. Pink bunny slippers. Pink bunny slippers. It's just, I don't know. Like me sad. Oh, Fragile makes know. me happy every time. Fragile was funny. Fragile was funny. There is a movie that we didn't mention that it, actually I would put this in my mix, but as time has gone by, I've realized that it's actually really dark and sad as love actually. Oh, but um, it's great. Love it. It's totally great. Two references to Love Actually in the Christmas special. Name them. Oh. You know, honestly, I watched this once, so my memory might be a little shaky, but was there a sequence okay. where people were holding cards up and they were reading stuff off the cards? That's, that's, that's the obvious copy. one. That yeah. was when that's Phoebe went after the kid. They looked for the okay. dentist, yeah. and then they that's went right. to the kid's house to make him like learn a lesson. The second one is a Shapiro deep cut. The kid's name is Bernard or Bernard. And he's a nasty kid, apparent by all accounts, right? In Love Actually, Emma Thompson has a nasty son named 
Oh, okay. Bernard. And the story goes, Richard Curtis, who directed Love Actually. Why do I know this? Nobody knows. <laughs> lost a girlfriend to a minister of parliament by the first name of Bernard. In every Richard oh. Curtis movie, there is a villainous, usually kid, <laughs> named Bernard. I don't know if Richard Curtis had anything to do with this, but there's a villainous kid named Bernard in the Christmas episode. The name is yeah. ruined forever. I, I mean, it's it's wow. it's ruined forever, but it's a pretty great scene. That's awesome. And here's just a little cross connection here. Andy Bernard in the office went to Cornell, right, Nicole? Oh. You, when you said you're from Cornell, the first thing I picked here was Andy Bernard. Well, that's, that's the Ithaca campus. Oh, okay. <laughs> is in the, is in the New York City campus. So the med school and the graduate school are like a very long but probably lovely bus ride away from where he went to college. Respect for the explanation. I went to Baylor College of Medicine, which is in Houston, Texas. Oh. Baylor University is in Waco, Texas, yeah. and they are not affiliated. And I make it a point to ensure people understand that Baylor College of Medicine and Baylor University are n never the twain shall meet because if they were, I wouldn't have gone there. I don't think it wouldn't have been for me. That is actually a really good segue, though. Let's talk for a few minutes about what it's like inside a hospital on Christmas Day, because it is a, it is an interesting day. It's a yeah. it's a different experience, I think, in all respects. Sayed, let's start with you. I would imagine you've been on call on Christmas Day or been rounding on Christmas Day. Obviously, I don't know if you've ever been visiting someone or yourself been hospitalized on Christmas Day. You certainly don't need to disclose that one way or the other. What is it like being a doc on call, being a healthcare professional working on Christmas Day? I think it's a, a it's a mixture. It's, it's, it's a study in contrast, right? On the one hand, uh, Christmas Day itself tends to be a little bit lighter in terms of the workload in the hospital, just because most of the time you're not having things scheduled for Christmas. People don't tend to come to the hospital on Christmas. You're trying to get people out home in time for Christmas. So generally, censuses are a little lighter. You're not getting as many calls. But by the same token, kind of emotionally, it's rough in the sense that, you know, patients never want to be in the hospital. And that gets amplified 10 times on Christmas when all the messaging is about being at home with your family. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. And you're dealing with things that, you know, are stressful enough in any light. And then it just gets that little extra bit of, of uh, you know, uh, emotional weight to it. And I, I think that makes it a little more difficult. And, you know, for me, my birthday is actually on Christmas. So, you know, I get all these like happy birthday wishes from people and, and celebration. And, and it's that little extra bit of contrast. So um, for me, that's that's what Christmas is like. Interesting. Nicole, what has it been like for you over the course of your career, medical student resident attending on Christmas Day? Um, so so it's probably a little different for me because I'm in pediatrics, right? So I, again, I don't celebrate Christmas. So I personally, I don't have any problem. I'm always happy to be in the holiday, you know, on for the holiday. So other people could be home with their families. I actually really love it. I, and I hope that doesn't sound terrifying. You know, so yes, 100%, I feel like my heart breaks for the families who have to be there, but they always manage to make it this like unbelievably fun and beautiful thing. You know, there's candy and presents and there's always a fake Santa. Sorry, kids, but the real Santa can't come to the hospital. <laughs> Spoiler he's, alert. he's busy doing other things. So we have a right, fake Santa. Right. Um, there's always a fake Santa there, depending, uh, this is not always the case, but in the current hospital I work in often, there are singing firemen, not good, but great. Like 
they're not good singers, but it's great to listen to. Yeah, so there's people sure. singing, dressed in elf costumes. There's a Santa. There's a ton of presents. You know, people are FaceTiming with their families. Before COVID, there was a lot of visitors. So, so I think as awful as it is to spend your Christmas in the hospital with a, with your kid being sick, I think pediatrics finds a way to make it just like this magical, wonderful day. And you know, the kids are really sad up until that point, And then they have like an amazing day usually. So I think from that perspective, it's really nice to see. I think from a medical perspective, the thing that always kind of terrifies me about being on Christmas is that people like to stay home until they really, really, really have to go to the hospital because they don't want to interrupt Christmas day, like present opening and meals. And they come in really sick. And that's always a little concerning. Um, so that's my least favorite part about working Christmas. But, um, you know, I bring a lot of cookies and like treats and I always bring presents for the kids and like it's it's super as much fun as you can possibly have spending a holiday in the hospital what I'm hearing from both of you is it's it's a very different experience than uh, the week prior or two weeks later and I would totally agree um I think when you're there it's a it's a nice opportunity to just have that sort of situational awareness of things that are different that day one of the coolest things I saw I was actually when I was a resident in San Diego, I was working at the VA and I was on call with the team and uh, we were making rounds and a local motorcycle club had come with boxes filled with favors, treats and toiletries for the veterans who were admitted. They had hundreds of them and they literally went the whole hospital bed to bed delivering these parcels to the vets. They had their, you know, they had their motorcycle club jackets on. It was just the coolest thing ever. They were super nice. Um, I don't think they did it every year because I was working the next year and I didn't see them, but I may have missed them. It was you see these things that are they're just really warming. Uh, You don't necessarily see them in hospitals at other times. And I am a little bit curious and concerned about what the pandemic does to that. Does it dampen it? How do we kind of keep that alive? Because it is nice for the day, whether you celebrate the religious aspect of Christmas or not that day, especially in the hospital, I think it's worth a bit of effort to make it a little bit special so that it stands out from the rest of the slog of being in the hospital. Like you pointed out, Nicole, right? 48 hours after Christmas is very, very busy generally. Yeah. So I asked for you, what do you think of hospital food on Christmas day? (laughs) I think uh, it's actually pretty great, but the reason I've noticed is that, um, Everybody does their own thing. Every floor has their own Christmas celebration. Every nursing station has their own food that they brought, which is fantastic. And generally, the hospital, I think the hospital kitchen itself seems to pull out all the stops on, on Christmas. So I've had I've heard a lot of good things from patients about the food, too. And so um, that's nice. Do you just sort of like throw caution to the wind as you're rounding? If there's like cookies over there, sweets over there, brownies here, whatever, just just get it, get amongst it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it is a caloric uh uh cataclysm. Festival. I don't know what the it's, yeah, it's festival. A thing. Yeah. It yeah. is a thing, that's for sure. Absolutely. Nicole, how about for you? You obviously have a very gifted touch making sweets and delicious things for people. Do you you said you bring stuff? Yeah. Do you also like to sample the goods that are about? Um pre-COVID, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know yeah. how that'll go this year. But yeah. yes, I mean, it, it's fun. Like I, I'll usually like bring lunch cause I'm going to be there for the whole day, but, yeah. but there's always like stuff and people are like, Oh, try this. I made this. And you're not going to say no, you're going to want to try it. So like you try everything and you, you, know, you gain seven pounds on Christmas and it's fine. That's totally great. Yeah. No, it, 
all of these fun things that every time we, we talk about this, like, but this year because of COVID is going to be blank, fill in the blank. It's like, oh man. But I, I still think that people will kind of make that effort and, and try to make it special and try to make sure that there is caloric intake galore. Now, a controversial topic on the, the subject of calories, I would argue the highest density caloric intake you can do on the holidays in the hospital or outside the hospital is eggnog. Mm-hmm. Nicole, do you have an opinion on eggnog? Um, I really like eggnog. Yeah. It's pretty delicious. It's really good. Do you booze it up or do you keep it plain? Um, if you're not at work, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I don't make my own, but I, I enjoy the boozed up version if someone yeah. makes it well. Um, but honestly, drinking unboozed up eggnog is kind of just like having like a melted milkshake and it's delicious also. It's like a euphoria from just so much sugar all at once. It's incredible. Syed, how about you? Inject it into my vein. <laughs> I'm all about that eggnog. I, I, I don't booze it up, but I agree with you. It's uh, it is it, a sugar rush. Is eggnog have more calories than boost or ensure? I, I see where you're might. going with this, Mark, and I like it. It probably Where has more going? sugar. I don't know if it has more total calories. For sure, it has more sugar. It has less zinc. It provides more happiness. A. I don't know if it totally does. It totally is. Where Where was I going with that? I think there's a new uh, supplement, nutritional supplement, <laughs> that's going to be making its way into the hospitals under the Shapiro <laughs> Nutrition brand. Eggnog flavored uh, caloric supplement. Yeah, oh my god! Go. Eggnog flavored Hanukkah gelt. <laughs> oh Ooh. no. Unclear. Uh, as long as it doesn't taste like white chocolate. Yeah, that's fair. Hanukkah gelt is an apex holiday treat, and centuries later, it's still underrated. I mean, who doesn't want like a tiny gold foil wrapped coin made of delicious chocolate that you feel like you've found a treasure, and then you get to eat the treasure? Like, totally. who wouldn't love it? Comes, it comes in a little bag. Yeah, all I for know, you. The- you don't have to share. It's yours. Everybody gets their own. Totally, totally. It's on top of the present, so it's a second present present it's the best you know who has snuck in as the leader in widely available bulk made gelt Mm. trader joe's they make everything that's pretty delicious made of chocolate trader joe's gelt is really good it's not just like oh it's fun and it's good it's proper good chocolate they they do chocolate well i would believe really really do i think trader joe's gets more shout outs than any anyone else on on this podcast I mean, it's we well are big traders, Joe, Trader Joe's fans here. How do we get them to sponsor us? Who who do we know at Trader? Who do we know that knows Trader? Does anybody know Joe? That's the question. Does anyone know Joe? I know. Does he, he ever pull that off? <laughs> you know, sneak into one one day wearing a Hawaiian shirt and be like, "Where's the manager? I just had a question." I just need to. I just wanted to sign the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah no totally. big deal. The best scene of for me of the holiday episode is the dinner and. I remember as a resident, even though I don't celebrate Christmas, I would oftentimes have stretches where I did feel really disconnected because um, people were either doing their traditional things or um, it's isolating, I guess is my point. And I think we, when I was in training, it was never, ever addressed that it might actually be a time where people are really, really low. I think programs that feels like they try to be more conscious about that and like support people who are far from home and on call, post call, going to be on call the next day. Is that a tradition that we can grow and like include the attendings or is it one where we've kind of focused more on 
the the residents and the medical students. Nicole, I know you are steeped in academics in New York. Do you see that it's better than it was? And is it something worth expanding? Um, I, I think it is. I definitely think sort of residency programs, at least ours, is is very supportive and, you know, does try to give people time off if they can. And I think, you know, the residents really form close connections. And so I think there's definitely a lot of spending time together outside of work. So I, I worry less about people being truly alone if they don't have family around or don't know where to go. Um, I think they can always find a place um, to be welcomed, which is great. Sayed, it's your institution and kind of in your circle of professional friends and colleagues. Are those same sort of efforts made to make people feel like they're somewhere, there's something they they can do so that they don't feel too alone? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when I was a resident, Rick Kobelman, our, our, our program uh, director, would have a yearly thing during the holidays at his house where he would invite all the house staff. And that was a nice way to and then all the uh, he would invite all the interns and the juniors and the seniors would take over our census for that for that party. And it, it was a nice way for everybody to get together and and share that holiday spirit. I think there's definitely an increasing awareness as we get more and more aware about mental health issues in, in, in our medical training. I think it's a nice tradition. And I, I definitely think there's room to grow it. I agree with you. I think if more and more of it is, is a nice thing. I, I don't think there's any harm in, in people getting together and, and spending time together. I think that's what that moves us forward. I agree. So that if we're going to spend time together, I have two questions for each of you. Syed, you get to go first. I'm hosting the dinner. What are you bringing? And what do you hope will be there? All right. You're asking a guy who's admittedly not a very good cook. So my my expertise is limited, but what I'm actually good at is uh, a four cheese macaroni and cheese. Um, it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and yeah. it's it, it came from desperation as a student running out of things <laughs> to cook, but it's actually gotten pretty good. And I, I, it's the only thing I would dare to bring to someone else's house. I think it stands on its own. Looks well, like at Passover, we do the four questions. What are the four cheeses? Oh, <laughs> well, it, it, it depends on what I've got available. And now here in Texas, HEB has some really nice cheeses. So sometimes I experiment with that. They had, um, I forget the name of it. It had, it was like a, it had like a purplish rind on it. And it was like, uh, like a cherry something. I, I forget what it's called. It was like a hard cheese. I used a little bit of that with cheddar and then, um, it's, uh, you know, obviously your mozzarella. And then um, I'm trying to think of that other one. Um, that Mexican cheese, the I can't pronounce it. The, it's Cortesia? Yes. Yeah, that one. And, and so you just mix it together and you herb it up and you mm-hmm. see what you get. Yeah. Is there Delicious. one cheese that always has to be there that is like the core cheese and then the others can rotate? The one cheese to rule them all. hundred percent. The one cheese to bind them. If yeah, it's it's literally. usually for, <laughs> for me, it has to be, there has to be some sort of cheddar in there of some strength. Agreed. Um, that's the base cheese that gives it the cheesiness. And then you can add fruity flavors, nutty flavors, spicy flavors on top of that. But that's the force. No, that, I love that it. Sounds right. I love it. What are you hoping is there? What am I hoping is there? Well, honestly, now I'm hoping guilt is there. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm just hoping to spend time with my buddies. You know, whatever is there is a bonus. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nicole, what are you bringing? And what do you hope is there? 
Okay. I am bringing baked goods because that is my greatest gift in life is, is baking. I'm a good, good. cook. I like, you know, yeah. I'm not like a chef, but like, I'm a pretty yeah. good cook, but like, I can really, as you have sampled, I can bake. So I think, Holy and I, smokes. and I usually can't just bring one thing. Like that's, that's my oh, problem. So okay. my usual go-to had always been this brownie recipe that I've been making for years that I got from a cooking class. So I'm definitely going to make those. There can be variations with like peppermint or peanut butter or whatever people like, but like they're rich, like chocolatey brownies and people go like banana pancakes for them. Um, and now that I've become obsessed with like shortbread biscuits, I'm probably making a batch of those too. So I'm bringing some baked goods. The, the shortbread biscuits, I think will be highly sought after because we're just also into this stuff now too. They might go really well with eggnog. It, yeah. I'm sad that I'm out of yours because I would have totally <laughs> tried that, but there's none left. What do you hope is there? Oh, well, I mean, now I hope there's mac and cheese there. <laughs> I got you. Um, I hope there's mac and cheese, and I hope there's a lot of laughter. Oh, I, I like that. A good very time. good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So I last year, we couldn't obviously get together. And so my wife and I decided, because my family lives locally, we said, all right, we're going to make dinner for everyone. I think we did it around Hanukkah, but I think last year Hanukkah and Christmas were close. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We said, we'll make dinner, we'll portion it, and then everyone can come and pick it up and take it home and enjoy it. I got a roast, you know, and the classic is the ribeye, and I actually don't like ribeye. That's a very controversial take. Hmm. I got a roast of, it was a solid roast of New York strip, and I roasted that, and it ruined me for roast beef (laughs) forever. Ruined me. So I'm doing that again. And so that will certainly be the centerpiece of the table. For those who don't eat meat, uh, Syed, I mean, I'm counting on you, buddy, because a four cheese mac and cheese. My wife's a vegetarian. Like, you better you better bring that for sure. Uh, there'll be coffee. I'll roast the coffee. But the thing that I want there, I would want something of a cuisine from abroad that is spicy. And I hope I'm not asking too much, but something... Like, that's why that dinner looked so much fun. There was just so many things, like a couple things. Like, I've never had jollof rice with goat meat. I would totally eat it. Uh, the 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 ponche that that uh, Donnie Rojas brought that already had tequila in it, like, I mean, just put the whole bowl in front of me. It just, all of that sort of thing just looks fun. It feels like a good time to try new and different foods. A hundred percent. Like, I would always rather have, like, a tasting meal than, like, one thing. Yeah. We'll make it jalapeno yeah. cheddar. Oh my gosh, like queso style. There you go. Ain't no telling what you'll be rotelling. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? No. No? Oh my gosh, Rotel is the, it's the canned peppers and tomatoes mix for queso. And you cut, you you take the little top off, you add it to the Velveeta as the Velveeta is melting. It does feel very Texas appropriate. Yeah, it's called Rotel, R-O-T-E-L-L-E. Shout out to my buddy James, who was the first person to teach me about the slogan ain't no telling what you'll be row telling. I mean, all right. Oh I'm, my God. I'm reaching out to their media marketing yeah. department right now. We've got another tie in here. Totally. Womp, womp. So what, what is something we can offer to those who are listening? we kind of come to the end. We don't want to ask of too much of people to listen to us for too, too long, but we do want to end this in a place where people can know that however they're feeling is okay and valid. And there's places to reach out. Like, I'm probably going to be looking at social media on Christmas Day. If you want to come and hang out on Twitter with me, I'll be there. I'm actually not working Christmas Day. Um, So this will be the first one in a long time. But um, 
there are there are things that I think and I hope that we can sort of do for one another as we're just going through all of the turbulence that we're dealing with right now. So, Nicole, offer the people something that will make you smile that historically has given you that sense of cheer over the holidays. So one so I always like to to sort of say thank you to people at work around the holidays. Like I'll be honest, I don't know if I do that enough on a regular basis. I'm sure I don't. So I think, you know, recognizing people and bringing little treats and gifts for people and just cards saying like thank you for everything you do, I think is really nice and even if I'm having a grouchy day when I give those to people, they just light up because I think it's, even if it's something small, like, you know, like a Dunkin' Donuts gift card or something, I think knowing that somebody recognizes the work that you're doing and that you care, it makes people feel good. And that makes me feel good. Um, so, so I like doing stuff for, for people at work around the holidays because I get a little boost seeing them get a little boost. That's wonderful. I love it. Syed, how about for you? I like to reach out to people I haven't spoken to in a long time around the holidays. I like to reach out to people that for some reason or another, I've just fallen out of touch. And, uh, you know, it was one thing I really admire about you, Mark, actually, is, is you're, you're so good about keeping in touch with people. And I try to work on that. And I think the holidays is a time where I can really springboard off that. And everyone, um, you know, hopefully likes to get a call around this time to see how they're doing and thank them. And, and if not, you know, if something bad's happened too, you can always catch up. And I just think it's a good time to do that. Totally. No, it's, it, it is fun. And it's also just, it makes me feel a little bit more connected too. I like to try to, at least in my community of friends, I like to try to give, to bring people some food. Um, and some snacks that I like to make, like, you know, I know, Nicole, you love to bake. So I, I'll roast a bunch of coffee. I started doing this when we moved back to my hometown. I'll roast a bunch of coffee and then I make trail mix from the stuff you can get at Costco. They have like good dried fruit and walnuts and, and almonds. And I just mix it all together. And it's it's a nothing but like hook up the friends, drive around with my son, drop off the little bags somewhere around Christmas. It's totally cool. Um, especially last year when we, you know, I would like drop it off and then back up to the curb and text them, come outside. Uh, but those little gestures, uh, I, I think whichever side of the, 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 the thing that you're on, it just feels really good. And I think what you both do and what I think this kind of conversation represents is I, I just love the creative spirit that you both bring and the intentionality that you both bring of like, how can I make this better? Not for me. But what I heard is both of you are thinking, how can I make this better for other people? And I think that that is a very, very special message. I'm delighted that we did this. And I'm so glad that you both came on. Nicole, how do people find you so they can see all of the biscuit talk and the earrings and the hematopathology? You know, I love my blood cells. Um, (laughs) I am at... My son wrote what he was thankful. (gasps) Was My, it blood cells? I totally, yes. I am <gasps> thankful for white blood cells. <gasps> I have to go get it. I'll show, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it to you. Hashtag oh, pluripotent. I, I legit. am thankful that he is thankful for white blood cells. Oh, I know. Um, I, know. I could take some pictures and show him all my white blood cell shirts and, and clothing and jewelry. Will you text them to me? I will. I have like. I'm going to go pick him up in a little bit. He's at my parents'. And if I have some white blood cell t-shirt pictures to show him, night nights will go a lot easier. I, I found one actually that is like one of my all-time favorites. I don't know if I've worn it for work yet, but it says dare to differentiate. And it's a bunch of different white blood cells. Like if that's not pluripotent, I don't know what is. That's rad. That's right. So I did, I, I fully acknowledge, I totally stepped on you 
please again tell us where to find you on Twitter. Oh, I am lurking around wherever there's blood cells or comedy or rage um, at Pete's Heme Doc. Outstanding. Outstanding. Syed, just let the people know where do they find you in case they don't already know. I'm at Trader, Trader Joe's nephrologist. <laughs> no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the real Dr. T. I'm at the, if you're out there at Trader Joe's, hit me up. But no, I'm at we the real it. Dr. The T. Chocolate beans. On Twitter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> white blood oh my yeah, God. white blood cells all right <laughs> you guys are too good this was a total treat nicole syed happy holidays to both of you this was awesome thank you thank you this was a lot of fun happy holidays my friends it's so good to be back mark it, it's been one heck of a year thanks for doing this my thanks once again to Syed and Nicole for joining me on this very special med lasso holiday edition hope you've enjoyed listening to it as well and thank you, as always, to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Take care of yourselves today. Take care of yourselves over the rest of the holiday. It's an honor to have you here listening. I, I mean that sincerely. I really appreciate you being here. I hope that you are dealing with all that we are faced with right now and doing it in a way that is workable and, and helpful. I hope this episode has been a little bit of fun for you as well. We will absolutely be back soon with more episodes of Explore the Space podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you like to download your podcast. We're on all the major platforms. We have one more very special episode coming up to close out 2021 with a guest who I guarantee you will enjoy. We will see you then. Take care. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.